0: Hi everybody, we're headed
1: to Huntsville to Parts, and we're in Alabama. All right, sweet home Alabama. You see what kind of gear we got going here? We got the uh, 70. Huh? Do you use that thing when you're shooting handheld? Ah, sometimes. Do you? see too, too good. I'm not reaching my hand way over there so mine <laughs> might look. You talking about the dehab? hap Yeah, I got it. d Got the, the handy tar We got internet in the-
0: at a rest area a minute ago and there was a security guard out there with a gun and we were walking back to the truck and he approached us Good. but he saw the antennas up here on the roof and he wanted to know if we were on shortwave radio we told him uh, ham radio and he asked details he was wondering about uh, getting into amateur he had been a truck driver had done cbs but uh he was thinking about going back on the road but he wanted to do it with ham this time.
1: i don't know anything else and that's all i've got to say about that (laughs) spreading ham radio even at the rest area yeah even at the rest area Well, here we are at Giga Parts Day over here in Huntsville, Alabama. This is your second one, isn't
0: it? Yeah, second time to come to the store here. It's always a lot of fun. A lot of stuff in here, and I know you said you weren't going to buy anything today, but I think you're going to change your mind before we leave.
1: Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to resist. This is a very nice store. This is my first time over here. We come to Huntsville. My family lives here, and we come here quite often, but I've never actually been by. But I'm going to have to come make another trip. Yeah, a lot of characters in here, too. Some of the manufacturer's reps, we're going to visit with them just
0: a little bit. see what's been going on see if there's any exciting new products out there
1: yeah i saw our friend ray novak from Icom here and uh, saw tom over there streaming w5kub and uh, there's quite a few people here yeah
0: got reps from uh kenwood and Yezu too and uh, emmett i haven't seen emmett yet if you see a guy walking around with a kilt though uh, from radio waves he, he's here
1: yeah well he doesn't have the kilt on he's out there at the tent with richard from mfj a
0: little cold for a kilt today i guess yeah did you bring yours i uh, know i did not i did not uh, my wife's wearing mine today
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably best that way it is yeah <laughs> all right well let's walk around here and
0: see what we can find okay richard what's going on at mfj
2: hey George It was uh kind of wild this morning as my first time to unloading the rain. We had a nice little rainstorm here in Huntsville, but it looks like the sun's going to come out and everything's going to be a beautiful day We're here at gigaparts and showing off just a little bit of the stuff you and I talked, and you know showing m f j is kind of tough because you know we got so many products, and I think we we th- thought maybe we had about ten percent here, and you said probably less but yeah we got a lot of neat new things well I think.
0: You could take the whole store there, and you still couldn't hold all the MFJ products. There's just so many.
2: Yeah. It, you know, the only way we really display just about everything is at Dayton, Ohio. And when you go there, you can actually see just about everything up. You know, we put all the antennas up, and every little piece of equipment is. we try to get out there. But sometimes even tough to bring it to there. So,
0: well, How many ham Fests a year do you make it to? Any idea? Well,
2: this is uh, – this. Is not really a ham, right. per se, but we do these store shows in you know Cincinnati and Gigaparts here in Huntsville, and then uh, AES next week at the Superfest in Wisconsin, and then uh, HRO and of course in Atlanta in uh, December or November I think they did, and then uh, other than that it's twenty uh, some odd shows. I just got back from rain louisiana that was a fun i just showed you the video of this cajun music and they served as crawfish we have a lot of fun on these shows it's it's a blast
0: yeah i saw that when they had a a live i guess that was article music playing through the
2: i didn't know the technical term i'm glad you told me i keep going around saying this is cajun folk music but i guess that's that's sort of descriptive too but i just like when they go woo. You know, and yeah. that kind of stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> that's when
0: it starts getting good, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: they, everybody was tapping their toes and walking around and picking up stuff, going, "Yeah, I want one of these." You know, and it was a blast. And, and then they served us crawfish, and it was it was really a down home bayou party down there. It was it was crazy. That was March fifteenth. I think they're going to do that every year. So that's it's about the size of Jackson, Mississippi Ham Fest
0: Cool. Yeah, it looked like a pretty nice facility they were in, too. Oh, yeah.
2: It was a, it was one of those big civic arenas, and it was the, the City of Frogs, they called it. I guess back in the day, all the farmers, and the, it was a lot, lot of wetland, so the, the the frogs would just be seen jumping up and down the street. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you go grab one and, and pick it up for dinner, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I know y'all are always... Uh, working on new stuff over there and i'm not going to ask you to reveal any anything new but are there
2: new things we're going
0: to be seeing this year
2: yes sir uh you know at dayton of course we always try to bring a few new things and mr jew's cooking up some stuff he's he's got some ideas and that he's turning into fruition and and they're they're coming and uh you know we've got a lot, of a few new things here today. Even we've got uh, this this tripod. We got the little power supply, of course that you that you had the little the little tiny thirty amp power supply. You, you've you've used this on, on yeah on your set.
0: That's the one Tommy liked so much.
2: Yeah. Well, now we've done also we added the power poles on here, so you actually got Anderson power poles on the front, and then of course you know you playing around with the uh, new 259c which this one is going uh, 530 kilohertz to 220 megahertz uh, 230 megahertz excuse me and uh, so we're we're updating that hope to do the other one in the future too maybe y'all see that at date i don't know that's a little little iffy you know we'll see what happens
0: boink wink.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of course, we got the graphical analyzer that George said he's been playing with a lot, and it's fun. It's it's got got all the wave patterns, the you know, visuar charts, and things you can do. on Have you downloaded that stuff?
0: I have not downloaded the application yet. I have used the analyzer, and I really like the graph because you can just in an instant see what the bandwidth of that antenna is and and where it's most resonant
2: rick littlefield one of our k1 bqt I think yeah something like that up in new hampshire one of our engineers he uh he used that thing and showed me some full color charts and they're really cool when they come out you know and and you got all the different green blue red lines on there and, and it's really sharp and then we've got uh this new pipe to pipe mount i don't know tommy if you can zoom in over here this is uh where you, can, where you can mount uh, another antenna on top of your existing beam or, or a, uh, a vertical on top of another uh, beam or, or something like that. And then we've got this nice tilt over, which I think I showed this to you last year. George. I
0: believe it was here.
2: This is a really neat thing. I just pulled the screw out. Of course, you wouldn't want to do that at home, but it makes you uh, be able to pull down a, a big vertical you know, easy. By
0: yourself? Yeah, you had that mounted to the rear of the truck here last year, and we looked at that.
2: Bit to dust. So we, I'm in a U-Haul this weekend, but you know it happened 364,000 miles later. I've been traveling for 20 years now, and we've had I think four total trucks. Of course, we buy them used, you know, from the rider and the and the U-Hauls and places like that, and then we run them till they're dead. Like Mr. Juice Car, you know, he did that one time too. And then we got this this new big tripod. I don't know if uh, we we can't really show it because it's on the outside, but this is a massive guy that uh, will will spread out uh, huge. Uh, I think it was eight square feet uh, where you can spread out the legs. And the other neat thing is each leg is individually um, uh, adjustable. So, like, if you're on a hill, you can adjust for that as well. So you can actually put up an antenna just about anywhere out in the field and that's a lot of fun but uh it's nice seeing you guys again too i mean uh i was thinking about you down there when i was in louisiana eating them boudin balls that was some pretty good stuff you would have enjoyed that and i think peter should get a chance to eat one of those sometimes
0: well i'm glad you told me what that was uh i might would try it but just by the name, I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> what they do is they take that boudin sausage, which is full of uh, rice and veggies and then and the sausage, of course, and they put pepper jack cheese on the on the inside of it, mold it up into like a baseball-sized shape, and then drop that boy in the deep fryer. Like Tommy said, anything deep fried is good, right? You, you bite into that, it's just like it's some heaven, I tell you.
0: All right. Well, Richard, it's good to see you. We're going to look around a little more here and see what else is going on. We may stop back by and uh, check with you in a little bit. Right, see right. How... sure you grab some catalogs, George. I will do, yeah. The new 2014.
2: Yes, sir. We're going to have another one at Dayton, too. We're planning a whole other catalog because of all the new goodies that we were talking about. So that's going to be fun. Cool. Good right.
1: right. to see you.
2: All right. Take care.
1: We ran into another friend here at Gigapart Ham Radio
3: Day, Charlie, from the Huntsville Ham Fest. That's the world's friendliest ham fest, right, Charlie? Absolutely, world's friendliest, and uh, we try to uh, live up to that, that saying there, and if, uh, if we get an opportunity, we'd sure, sure like to prove it to you. Yeah, well, we, uh, we
1: always try to make it. We enjoyed it the last couple of years when we came, and uh, actually, we've only been two years, so
3: um, it's always a big time. Oh, I'll tell you what, we're looking for a big show this time, and, and uh, you know, there's, uh, we've already, uh, you know, I use the uh, phraseology that the water's already warming up for the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest, and uh, we got uh, dealers uh, that hadn't been there for a couple of three years that are trying to get back. We got dealers that are trying to expand. Uh, we got new dealers already, and uh, we're looking for a, we're looking for a huge uh, ham fest, and we we really do want to invite everybody to come to the Huntsville Ham Fest, uh, August sixteenth, seventeenth. At the uh, Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Uh, it's all inside, air-conditioned, don't have to worry about the cold cold weather, hot weather. And uh, we're looking, like I say, for a big show. So let me say this, that uh, we have had one of our uh, main hotels to close up this year. We don't know exactly why, but the Holiday Inn is not there anymore. So to those of you that have stayed in the uh, Holiday Inn, uh, you're going to have to try to make arrangements otherwise. look, Go to our website, www.hamfest.org. We've got two hotels, one of them is uh, a four-star hotel. The uh, embassy that's actually attached to the Hamfest site uh, really, really makes it convenient. And, uh, and what, a, what a wonderful hotel that it is. And uh, you don't even have to get outside. You can just walk right through an air-conditioned uh, walkway and walk right into the Hamfest. And uh, the other one is well within walking distance of the Huntsville Hamfest. It's the uh, Spring Hill Suites. Uh, both hotels have special prices and uh, code words or letters uh, for the ham fest so uh, let me let me caution everybody to try to get in as early as you possibly can and uh, get your arrangements made because, like I say, this one is going to be uh, going to be a big one. We uh, uh, have been chosen by the uh, AWRL to be one of the satellite activities for uh, uh, the hundred year centennial also. Uh, in conjunction with Huntsville Hamfest, we're going to have the uh, uh, Global Amateur Radio Emergency Communication Group. Their conference uh, will be here. And so that's international. And uh, we're, I tell you, man, we're all excited uh, about it. It just looks like it's going to be a huge show.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds like it. It's always is a pretty big one, but it sounds like it's going to be a little bit extra big. And uh, like you he, like he said, I encourage you to go ahead and make your reservations early
3: so you don't have to try to stay far out. Oh, absolutely. Do, do call, uh, look on the website. They, we have links and, uh, and places there. Of course, that's not the only two places in town to stay, fortunately. But uh, but do please make your uh, arrangements as early as possible. And we appreciate everybody that comes to the ham fest. I mean, uh, we try to make it the, the world's friendliest ham fest. We try to make it a, a good atmosphere that uh, that you have fun. That That's the main thing about it is to have fun. And uh, and incidentally, maybe sell some uh, some, some ham radio equipment.
1: Yeah, Well, it always is a lot of fun, and, and it, is, it is friendly. The, the venue's really nice there, and the hotel attached to it, you just can't really get much more convenient than that.
3: Well, we appreciate what you guys do for Ham Radio and uh, appreciate you coming to the Huntsville Ham Fest. And uh, we're, again, uh, looking for a, a, a big show, and hopefully uh, things will, will work out the way that we think that it's going to at the moment. I've been doing it, I don't know, several years, and uh, but I, I already have a, a feeling that it's going to be bigger than it has been since I've been doing it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure it will. I pre- appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us today. Well, thank you all, and thank you
4: all for doing everything. Thank you.
0: And also over here at Giga Parks, we ran into Phil Parton from Kenwood. Hi, Phil. Good to see you again.
4: Nice to be seen and not viewed it's the way I look at it, so nice to be seen.
0: What's What's been going on with Kenwood lately? Anything new? I know you got the new... Uh, TS-990 here, that's bound to have been working well for you.
4: It's been working very well. The 990 has uh, outsold projections of our sales by probably 400% this year. It's been absolutely phenomenal and still hard to keep them in stock. Wow,
0: it's a really nice looking radio and I see you have the back panel uncovered now so people can actually see the features that we've got i
4: love marketing gimmicks right
0: oh yeah well and, and you, you know we saw it early on way before release so i understand that things could change but But now they've been out in the field a while, and I've heard some of them on the air, and they do sound
4: good. They're doing a good job. Rod Sherwood's got it rated very well, and I think everybody that owns one's happy with it right now, which is pretty phenomenal. And, yes, we do have new product coming out, but fortunately I can't talk about it just yet. So it won't be long, though.
0: It won't be long. So will it be at Dayton this year?
4: No, uh, we're looking at probably November sales. Dayton's going to be just a little bit early for us to show it this year.
0: Well, I understand you don't want to put something out there before it's not ready for prime time, and then, well, you, you never know. You, you want it to be what you're going to be selling.
4: Well, yeah, you want to keep the customer happy. Plus, if you launch something and start selling it before it's ready, it's just a lot of work. You've got to take the radio back, and you've got an upset customer with you. So we'd rather wait. Wait until the time's right. So,
0: Well, I know, you know, we've had a lot of new amateurs Getting their licenses in the past couple of years. Do you see that translating into sales across the amateur
4: radio Actually, world? I do. Uh, Kimwood sales up last year. Now, March is our year end, our physical year end for Japanese is in March. So, Monday's my last day of the year. Uh, we were up double digits in sales last year, and we're up yeah. double digits in sales again this year.
0: Oh, that's great. and You know, we got so many new people coming into the hobby now. And, you know, they they need a little help. They need to know how to get started, and and we try to do that. But, you know, I'd encourage all the older hams out there, take these guys under your wings. I think
4: it's a great opportunity for us. I think that every ham out there needs to be an Elmer, if you will, right now. The thing is, people coming into the hobby right now aren't necessarily coming into the hobby because they're interested in radio. They've got another hobby that needs communications. Uh, We've got a, a big group of ballooners, a big group of, uh, uh, the glider pilots using Kidwood aprs equipment they could care less about the technicality of the radio as soon as they understand how to use it so yeah us as hams we've got a lot of responsibility and a lot of new people to help out so it's a good thing for everybody
0: well i really appreciate you talking to us and uh Hopefully, we'll be running into you in Dayton, if not somewhere else along the road.
4: Unfortunately, yes. I'm, I'm staying on the road right now. I just returned from IWC in Vegas. We're here at Giga Parts at Huntsville. Next weekend, I think we'll probably both be at AES in Milwaukee. And then following week, National Association of Broadcasters. So I'll be back in Vegas again. So no rest for the weary.
0: All right. Thanks, Phil. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it. You just never know what kind of people are going to show up at an event like this. Look at these two characters over here. It's uh, Ray and Tom, and they're on uh, W5KUB right now, um, W5KUB.com. And they're, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. We just kind of walked up in here, but um, we're not going to interrupt them. We'll, We'll let them go ahead, and we'll catch up with Ray here in just a few minutes. Well, we ran across another friend here at Giga Parts. It's Dennis Munchenbacher from Yazoo. Hi, Dennis.
5: Hi, George. Good to be good to be back here. I, I love coming to this place. It's a, it's a very friendly uh, gathering. Not all the shows are this friendly, but the, the Southern folks show Southern hospitality when we come down here. So we're always glad to be here. Yeah, we always like to drive over from
0: Jackson, too, and and visit. How how have you been? How's things with Yazoo? Yeah,
5: things have been great. It's been really, really busy. Um, We've been coming out with some new products over on the VHF side. We now have a digital uh, product in the market using C4FM uh, technology uh, that's been just getting ready to burst out. We're in our final uh, stages of testing the repeater on it, and it looks like it's going to be a winner.
0: Well, that's a good deal. I see you've got a new uh, HF rig we're standing right in front of. Is uh, FTDX-3000?
5: Yes, uh, we actually introduced the FTDX-3000 and the FTDX-1200. Like is kind of the tradition, when we introduced our FTDX 5000, that introduced a whole new series of receiver technology that that put us right at the top of the list for performance. But there are a lot of people that didn't need all the features that were in the 5000, which had two separate receivers in it. So we came out with the 3000. It's been a real success. Uh, obviously, the price is less, and uh, the, the, that fit the need of a lot of hams who didn't need two receivers who weren't really intense DXers and contesters. And then to take it one step further, we've also introduced the FTDX 1200, which they don't have a copy here, but uh, the, the nice thing about the 1200 is it's our, uh, uh, you know, our, our economical end of the product line, but it still has a band scope. So we're we're getting there for the needs of uh, all, all the different financial uh, levels of, of of ham ham radio interest.
0: Well, you know, radios have really changed in the last few years with uh, uh, software defined radios and such. You see, in band scopes on radios a lot more. You see, in better noise reduction. Uh, just the, the technology has really come a long way. There's still a lot of guys though that like to run old rigs. Do you, do you? Uh, hear from any of them that that oh I don't th- that's not a radio it's digital
5: yes uh, you know one of my favorite groups is there's uh, there, there are still thousands and thousands of FT-101 series radios uh, that are on the air all over the world and there's a lot of those fans who are now you know have one of these but they didn't sell their FT-101 there are so many of them seriously that come to me and say couldn't you guys i mean you know how popular it was couldn't you just take that box and drop one of these in it i mean we would buy those like crazy so it's a real intense group that's out there but yeah you know uh the company has made a uh, a commitment to continuing the traditional type of, of amateur radio appearance with with the big knob that that yesu knob that's that's world famous and uh you know in essence these are sdr radios if you would if you think about it uh, in the box it, you know it, it it's there that the radio has all the technology uh that is in the sdr radio just applied in a different manner so it's interesting we're not right ready yet to come out with a black box uh, you know who knows what if it's in our future but we still we still find that the majority of the people are interested in grabbing that big knob up front Oh, I
0: agree. Yeah, I mean, most of these now are are taking advantage of SDR technology, and and why wouldn't you? But
5: you still got the analog feel to it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely right. So it is. It is fun though to see with the new. uh screens and all that, that, that who knows where that's all going to go in the years to come with touch screens and all of that we've already have touch in our vhf uhf now uh, mobile radio has a screen that has touchscreen uh, capabilities in it so it's been pretty exciting
0: that's a good deal so if if we move on down this direction down here you mentioned a minute ago uh, that uh, yezu has entered Uh, The digital voice, I guess digital voice, I I suppose you do data as well, so uh, you've got a a new rig on display here, and I guess, uh, what is this, the repeater as well?
5: This is uh, the repeater, the the mobile and the handheld uh, radios that came out, we call them digital radios, but they also do conventional FM. And that's that's probably what differentiates us from some of the others that are out there is our radios will do both. And, and that's because we employ something called automatic mode select, where the radio can determine what it's receiving uh, and make the conversion uh, so that uh, it, it, we call that friendly, if you would, <laughs> F- FM friendly. Same thing with our repeater that will be introduced into the market here very, very shortly. Um, it, 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 in replacing an existing repeater, it can be plugged in right in place. All the existing thousands and thousands of loyal Yaesu customers who purchased typical conventional FM will still be able to use that repeater. The the new people who have, have purchased a radio that will do C4 FM digital, they'll be able to use that as well. And they can also talk to the conventional. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't lose any friends.
0: Do you see... Uh, uh Digital modulation is, is being the future of amateur radio, or do you think it's just going to be another mode that we've got?
5: You know, I, I, at this at this time, it's our opinion that that analog FM is going to be around for a long, long time. Now, digital does offer some opportunities, and and that's not to be ignored. Uh, the, the passing of data and the digital voice, which is uh, it, uh, can be a, a better quality, but the possibilities are, are, I think, we're just touching it. Now, with our our uh, digital radio, we are introducing a microphone that has a camera in it. So a person can take a picture, uh, like let's say a first responder or somebody who's part of an uh, emergency response group, can go to a scene, take a picture of w- w- why it is that they're there, and send it back to others who are using this type of radio, and they can see the situation. So uh, that's probably just the beginning of of the kinds of things that will be available with it. Uh, we, we chose to go with 12, uh, uh, 12.5 kilohertz. So did i say that right yes i did <laughs> 12.5 kilohertz so that we can pass data and pass it fast we didn't we did, we elected not to go narrow
0: yeah i know there's a big controversy between some groups on the bandwidth that's being used by this technology i mean that's you know i, I don't really follow that i mean well i guess i follow it yeah it's nice to use less data but then you're, you're capping yourself a little bit as to your capabilities. But I believe you're right. We're just starting to see some of the things that digital is going to bring to us. We won't know for years. It's just just
5: too many. Oh, it is. And, and uh, I was so anxious for this to get out because, you know, the company will, will do its own development of certain products. But what will be fascinating is what the hams will dream up to do with this or how to apply this stuff. That's, that's the really important thing is, how will the amateur radio community take that camera, and what sort of useful things will they they come up and i I, I think we can 't imagine all all the useful things that the amateurs will, will, will uh, find for our products as we as we go forward in this so it 's a very exciting time for us
0: well one other final question i 've got here and, and I, and I asked this to Phil over here with one of your competitors a minute ago we 've had a lot of new amateurs being licensed in the last two or three years here. Do you see that as is, is translating into sales across the board for amateur radio? Does, it, does the hobby seem more vibrant now than it has for a number of years, or do you think it's, it's pretty level?
5: Um, I think it's, we're finding it fairly level. However, there are certain segments of the market that, that have seen rise. Certainly a lot of these uh, new uh, amateurs that are coming in uh, initially, are coming in as a result of search training uh, or something to do with emergency response. Um, of those, uh, some of them have got that what I call the broken gene, like I have, and they're they're going to find interest in DXing. They're going to find interest in uh, HF, uh, short wave, if you will, uh, in that sort of stuff. But certainly in that particular. A piece of the market which which translates to UHF VHF mobiles and handhelds. That market is very very healthy, and, and I'm proud to say that we still have a you know a significant, if not the majority, portion of that market uh, coming to us. So uh, it, it's been real pleasing for me. Before I was with YeSo, I was with the AWRL as their sales and marketing manager. So I was intimately uh, Uh, familiar with the numbers uh, of amateurs and 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 the the demographics and all that Uh, and that was helpful coming over here to understand what was going on and so yes we we find it healthy we can see it Uh, we can see it not across across the market um, but we can see it and, and and feel it just like the ARRL does I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Thanks for talking with All us, right. Dennis. And we look forward to, I guess, we'll see you in Dayton.
5: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be there, have a, a very large display uh, for people to, to to come over and become familiar with our digital products. All right. You have a
0: safe trip back
5: home. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
0: And i got one more guy here to talk with. This is George Howard from Gigaparts. George, good to see you. Appreciate y'all having us over.
5: It's good to see you. Thanks,
6: What's- Thanks for coming out.
0: How's the crowd been this year?
6: Well it's been real good. I think we're uh we're doing better than we were last year. It's our third year performing this event and we're real excited to have you guys here.
0: Yeah, I was here last year, I can tell you, definitely big, big crowd this year.
6: It's actually my first year being able to attend, so it's very exciting for me and uh it's wonderful to see so many hams coming out for uh something other than the Huntsville Ham Fest in this area. So very exciting.
0: So what's what's new at Giga Parts? What have, have y'all recently brought in, or you got something new coming down the road here?
6: We have a lot of very exciting uh, things going on, but I think that the most exciting thing that I have to announce is that uh, later this year we're hoping we have a change coming to the way that we perform our sweepstakes. As everybody knows, we give away a lot of radios, and we've been giving away a lot of radios for a lot of years, and. One of the things that we are uh, trying to do is make everybody a winner. So rather than just having uh, one winner every few months, we're wanting to make everybody a winner. And internally, our sweepstakes team has been devoting some time to going over how we could do that. And we've been looking at data that we've collected over the past decade and looking at how many hams are, are entering and how often they're entering and entering the sweepstakes and then performing in the bonus question. And I'm sure you're familiar with how that works and most of our viewing audience is familiar with how that works where you enter our sweepstakes and then you answer a bonus question and you can do this each day and that gives you two entries in our sweepstakes per day. And we've looked at this data and what we found is that uh, most of the Folks who are doing this are doing this each day, and they've been doing it for many years. And what we'd like to do is reward those people that are doing this on a regular basis in a way other than just giving them a chance to win that big radio. And so what we've done is we've we've put together a foundation for a program where they're going to be able to earn points as they go through and do this. And that's going to do things like give them gigaparts gift cards. Maybe give them a chance to get hats along with uh, with their orders and things of that nature. Get an Amazon gift card, uh, things of that nature, as they build up points over time. And and on launch of this program, we're hoping to be able to reward for past performance. Oh, so great! Could that not be neat if you've been entering the sweepstakes for twelve years and you've got two thousand entries in the sweepstakes. Here's some giga cash. Here's some Amazon cash and uh, and there's quite a few folks who've got thousands of entries out there and, and we would love nothing more than to be able to just come right out and say you know here you are you've, you've got all this stuff here's some money
0: well, That's that sounds like a good plan there so you're not just entering for uh, for our chance to win a prize that a lot of folks are are also trying to win you're actually going to get some bonus points out of it as well
6: that's right and we haven't developed all the details of the program and more importantly we don't have all the programming done behind it and that takes a little bit of time we have to finish the details of the program and turn it over to our programming team but we're really hoping to have it done by christmas and have it in beta somewhere around the time for the huntsville ham fest Uh, that's our that's our goal um, we're going to solicit some feedback from our from our customers. We're going to look at it internally some more with the employees. But uh, that's my big news. I, it's uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. I really want to do more to uh, engage the folks who are who are out there entering our sweepstakes every day. It's uh, it's important to me. Uh, giving away radios is something that I love, and uh, giving stuff away is something that I love, and uh, giving away more would be wonderful so that's my big news
0: well we hope you can get that through the powers that be and come up with a, a great promotion here Who, who's this guy we've got sitting over here it's kind of uh i don't know he looks kind of kind of like he's been watching us here like make sure we don't do anything wrong
6: carl jordan kj4ryp he's one of our csrs he's been with us for several years i, I don't know that i introduced. Myself properly. I'm George Howard in W4G. I'm the amateur radio division manager. I've uh, been here since day one, and that's I don't know how many years now, fifteen or sixteen. Carl, how long have you been with us? Sco- scoot in so we can, uh, I, we I, can see you. I know. honestly don't remember. I think four years. I think I'm I think I'm at four years by five. now. Um, so uh, Carl works in our customer service division, uh, primarily on the phone. He also uh, answers and responds to tickets. Uh, maybe some web chats here and there. So, uh, so some of the marketing, uh, so some product, marketing stuff, some of the, some of the graphics, photos. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I know when I call over here, a lot of times he'll, he must answer the phone too.
6: Absolutely. Carl's one of our primary folks answering the phone. So if you call into gigaparts, there's a very good chance that Carl will be the guy that says hello.
0: Yeah. We, we, we've, we've known Carl for a while and we've had him on the show a time or two uh he doesn't mind he'll come right on in front of the camera with no problems at all
6: Absolutely. yeah
0: so what what's big at gigaparts Parts? say for the past year or so what what does it look like people are, are are interested in these days is it antennas is it radios is it computers or is it just uh about the same on everything
6: well i can tell you that uh Computers and amateur radio are, are equal parts of our business. They're both as big. Um, we sell about as much radio stuff as we do computer stuff. And uh, we have about an equal number of radio employees as we do computer employees. We have uh, uh, things, uh, computers, computer service, and amateur radio are about equal parts of our business. Um uh, as far as the amateur radio world, which your viewers are probably primarily interested in, all things are big. We, we really sell a lot of stuff, and, and uh, uh, for us, uh, really everything is moving. Uh, uh, this year has been a big year for amateur radio for us. Uh, Yezu is big. Kenwood is big. ICOM is big the the mfj product lines have been huge for us this year mfj has just been unbelievable they came down uh this weekend and they brought a whole entire big humongous long truck and repacked our warehouse um, with it radio wave stuff has been absolutely phenomenal we have been blowing that stuff out of here that's a fantastic product line if you're interested in wire antennas man buy some radio wave stuff I'm telling you, that is some great product. I, th- I believe you featured some of that on your your yeah. show, and and that is uh, some great stuff. I've got three-way radio waves antenna antennas on my five acres, and uh, and I'm very happy with them. They've been up for for two years, and I know uh, that many viewers know that keeping wire antennas up for for two years uh, up in seventy foot tall pine trees can be a challenge.
0: Yeah, Tommy, th- back here. He's been having some trouble with his wire antennas. He wants to know if you have any squirrel-proof rope. Squirrel-proof rope.
6: I use Master Ant rope. Carl's got some Master Ant rope right here. And yeah. this is the, the rope that I prefer. That's
0: well, that, the rope that I use. That is really heavy. We, we gave some of this away uh, on a contest. Uh, I guess the last contest we did with with y'all and ICOM and MFJ yeah, and, and everybody. Mm-hmm.
6: And that's what I've got my... Uh, radio waves antenna up in my trees with that's what i i guy everything with that's uh that is the rope that i use um uh, i don't necessarily use this heavy gauge of it for everything i've used the lighter gauge for most of my stuff but uh yep that's good stuff
0: stays out okay in the sun and the weather
6: it does and i've, I've had squirrels mess with it and uh for the most part everything stays up
0: all it's right george story. well i appreciate you talking with yeah, us Yeah, sure thing And uh, congratulations on a great ham radio day here at Giga Parts. We'll be back over here during the Huntsville Ham Fest and spend some more time with you in
1: your other store, the Huntsville Ham Fest.
6: Well, it'll be exciting to talk to you at the Huntsville Ham Fest. I'll be sure to come see you.
1: All right. Man, we've ran into a lot of friends here at the Gigapart Ham Radio, Dave, and here's another one, Ray. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be on that friend list.
7: Yeah, yeah, you're on the friend list. Oh, very good, very good. How are you, George, and everybody out there at Amateur Logic TV? So how things been going? Going pretty good. Been getting a lot of questions about the direction that we're going with all the touchscreen, why not color, uh, the 5100, why Android, not iOS, so it's, it's been very interesting.
1: Yeah, the 5100, that's pretty exciting. I guess that's the newest model radio you got out now, right?
7: Uh, Not out yet. We're still waiting on FCC certification today, but we'll hopefully have something in the very near future. And then George will be visiting with us, and we'll be doing that that, uh, one-against-the-other type interview again. Uh, Another smackdown yes sir another smackdown but i think this time george is going to want the touchy radio
1: yeah well he came out uh i'm not going to say he came out on the short end of the stick last time but i i was clearly the winner i agree with you but
7: you know that you got him because every time i see him he's always justifying. i like that color display much better
1: yeah i kind of noticed the same thing on the way over here i heard that about four times yeah, what I'm I'm also curious about is that 7700
7: he's got. Three days ago, we released a new firmware update that really changed that radio, and hopefully he'll show this is what it looks like now, and then you push these buttons, this is how you do it, and make it all happen. But do you think he'll get on the air with it?
1: Yeah, I think he probably will. Man, that's... What's that? Color display. <laughs> color display. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, color display on that one, too. Yeah, that that was quite the firmware update, man. I saw the list of that, and uh, that's pretty impressive.
7: Yeah, I mean, for years people have been asking when's iCom going to do an SDR type radio, and when you can completely blow in firmware and change the OS of the radio, and and what all the functionality it can do, then uh, you're you're right there in the SDR world, and. When you guys did the demonstration of the RSBA1 software, you know how much of a pain it was to have a computer right there at the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that feature on the list. But the 7700 now has a server built in, so it's like there's a PC inside that radio. Yeah. So, you think you're going to get him out of the shack after that?
1: Uh, probably not. I hope I can at least get him over to the green screen once a month so we can shoot the show. That'll be good. Now, uh, George told me that you were going to sing the theme song. Yeah, that's coming up here shortly. All right, all right. Yeah, about the time the battery dies on the camera.
7: Yeah, I know that feeling. They were trying to get me for the other show to to dance because the guy that won the 7100 was in the, in the chat room, and I'm like, no one wants to see the dancing panda.
1: Yeah, I saw uh, Richard and the guys from MFJ and them over there singing earlier. Yeah, and the thing about it, there was no alcohol involved. Yeah, go
7: figure. Huh? Yeah, and I don't think I'd do that.
1: So, so what's the hot item for Icom these days? I know the new, new radio is coming out soon. Uh, what's what's the big seller? What's the all oh, the buzz? Well, uh, the buzz has been basically what we're doing with the
7: fifty-one hundred because there's so much different in that radio. We've led up to the user interfaces with the thirty-one and the fifty-one, but now with the fifty-one hundred, we've taken that near repeater functionality from D-Star, and it's now going to do it for the analog repeaters. The only problem is who's going to have that database that'll have all the accurate GPS locations. So once you get your location, you say near me, and then you'll see the listing of analog as well as di- digital repeaters around you.
1: Oh, that, that's uh, that's kind of a game changer right there. That's a pretty nice feature. I'd like to have that a uh, long time ago. But there again, you've you've enjoyed that feature on your 51, haven't you? Oh, I love
7: that, man. I use it all the time. But that answer is, well, why not are they going to do it for analog? So that that's going to be a fun thing.
1: Yeah, you know, George and I wrote a program one time uh, way back that uh, you put the repeaters in and the coordinates, and it drew it on the map, and you used the mouse, and you drove where you were on the map, and it gave you a list of repeaters. So well, we were probably the ones that patented that. Te- well, we didn't patent it, but we uh, were the first inventors of that technology. Well, you guys should have done something with that, because then I'd have to be sending you radios. Yeah, man. I guess next time we come up with an idea, we're going to have to follow through with it a little bit better. Yeah,
7: I don't think a call sign written on a on a uh, napkin on the table is going to cut it. No,
1: that's probably going to cut
7: it. Especially if it's got a WH on that napkin. <laughs>
1: So you, uh, I'm sure you'll be back over here for the Huntsville Ham Fest, right? And then I know we'll see you in Dayton. Uh, yeah, I'll be at Dayton. I'll
7: be here for the Huntsville Ham Fest and then uh, field day. I'm actually going to be back in the state of Mississippi with the group uh, Northeast Mississippi Radio Association, I think is it. NIMRA is what they call themselves. We're going to be doing field day from their uh, EOC.
1: Oh, that'll be fun. I'm not sure quite what we're going to do yet. I susp- we've been talking about going back out and having another expedition out in the woods like we did before. Oh,
7: well, that's good. That that's always fun. Yeah,
1: feed the mosquitoes.
7: Uh, yes, yes. But you guys could come up. We're going. I'm going to be shipping in some radios for us to play with. So that will always be fun.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll have to chat uh, chat about that and see. Maybe we might do that. We'll see. Oh, very good. Anyway, it's always good to see you. Appreciate you being
7: on. Excellent seeing you guys and good to talk to folks from from where I grew up, so thank you. All
0: right, we'll see you soon. And after much looking around, I finally found Emmett Hansi from Radio Waves, Hi. How you doing? Doing fine. So you drove down from St. Louis?
8: Yes, we did. It was a nice drive, too, finally, except for Nashville, but that's another story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I can imagine. So what's, what's Radio Waves got new? I, I know you bound to have been working on something since we last spoke.
8: Well, the one thing that we did is we've upgraded our what we call our hyperhanger, which is an uh, antenna installation tool. We call it the Hyperhanger Mark II, mainly because it's got more balls to it. And uh, it, uh, we're also using an open face reel. It's a little bit longer, so you actually get a little bit more distance out of it. Uh, you get three balls with the, with the, with the unit. And uh, the balls themselves are weighted with a silicone material inside. So if you get hit in the head with it, you're not going to get knocked out or have a permanent mark in your forehead. Um, also, if it gets stuck in a tree, it's not going to wrap around the limb and, and get stuck up there permanently. And if it falls into the branches and the trees and stuff like that, you'll be able to see them, uh, see it a lot better. And also dogs love it too.
3: <laughs>
8: and, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of the other things we've got. I think last year we, we introduced our Patriot series, which is a it's not it's a adjustable coil type antenna. Where, for instance, if you're working if you live in an apartment complex or even if you wanted to go mobile, but mainly for apartment complexes, emergency services and stuff like that. With just a hundred two inch whip, this coil, which is the hundred and sixty meter version, will allow you to do hundred and sixty meters. But be careful with that because, you know, what happens when you have such a short antenna with that type of, uh, that that frequency, it could be quite shocking if you get too close.
0: What kind of? ground system do you need with that
8: definitely need to put together a simple ground radio system four or five wires out about anywhere between 33 feet if if you can do a little bit longer attach it to a good metal surface is is also a good ground plane for it Uh, just start thinking am radio station when you start you know creating your ground plane for, for that type of an antenna but for the most part like i said you could hook it up to your balcony tilt it at a little bit of an angle and you can pretty much work you know a lot of different a lot of different places with it
0: well what else? What else I know you got something else here I haven't seen before.
8: Uh, what's that? <laughs> oh, you mean a rocket stove? Yeah. It's kind of a different it's a it's kind of a little uh, how do I say it, a detour off the path of what we normally do, but one of the things I do a lot of hunting, fishing and stuff like that and one thing that you'd always like to have when you're in the, the, the out in the blind or something like that is something to warm you up a little bit. Well, one of, one of our products now is a rocket stove where you can actually literally cook a meal on just twigs, which is, which is kind of neat. What basically happens is you, you know your normal fire, most of the heat just goes up into the air. But what we've designed is we've just set it up to where as the fire burns, it creates more heat, which basically creates a, like, a catalytic, like a catalytic converter on your car. Any available gas becomes ignited and creates more heat, so you don't need as much fuel. Uh, so with just a small amount of fuel, which you can find just about anywhere, you're able to, you know, cook a meal, warm up that, warm up a space, uh, you know, boil water or whatever.
0: That's pretty neat.
8: We've had some, we've had some really interesting reviews on it so far, which is a good thing, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 a promising product, but it's not necessarily for the amateur market. But you know, for field day emergencies and stuff like that, we've got another version of this, which is about the size of a paint can that you can take with you anywhere. So as long as you've got twigs or even paper, you're able to you know create heat. One of the things that we're gonna, one of the things we're doing this year that we're really pushing hard on is um, basically upgrading your G five RV. And That's a good thing what, to push for. What we're looking at doing is, um, the idea is, is basically, you know, a G5RV is a good antenna, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is it's not a really resonant antenna in, in any frequency. So what we're looking at doing is suggesting getting something like an off-center fed where it's resonant on multiple frequencies. Quite often, you generally do not have to use an autocoupler on, let's say, 80, more, 80 40, 20, and 10. So, you know, between, between something that's almost resonant on multiple frequencies versus something that's not resonant, you know, most people who aren't engineers can pretty much figure out that, you know, you're going to get a lot more out of your antenna, you know, if you have a resonant antenna. Plus, you can hear more and you can, you can transmit more efficiently. Uh, and then also, we, of course, we have the short versions of everything where basically, for instance, on the 80-meter off-center fed, if you have 66 feet, you can put an 80-meter off-center fed antenna in your backyard. How many feet did you say? Sixty-six. Actually, sixty-seven. And basically, we use a loading coil to basically shorten uh, the long leg of the antenna so you can basically fit it in a sixty-six foot lot.
0: Yeah, my son is is working... in sort of an antenna restricted situation now i may have to talk with you about this some more
8: time i'll be more than happy to help you out but uh, one of the biggest things that we've we've seen is the need for i want to work 80 meters i only have x feet and uh i forget who it is i i, I had spent some time with he basically showed me some uh statistics that the average lot in the united states is 66 feet so what we ended up doing is we came up with an antenna that would fit in that lot
0: hmm good idea well, Emmett, we appreciate you talking right. so, with us.
8: Thank you very much. It's a good seeing you again, and you guys have a great day. Thank you.
0: All right. We'll see you in Dayton, I'm oh, sure.
8: Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Come by and visit us, all right? 73. All right. 73, sir.
1: We ran into Tom, W5KUB. You guys know him. He's uh, You see him his broadcast on a lot of the ham events all over the country. How you been?
9: I've been doing, uh, been doing okay. Uh, we really enjoyed the show today. We came down in the rain, but... but uh, Hey, there was a lot of people here. We had a good time. Uh, We had a lot of viewers on our uh, webcast.
1: Yeah, I know you've had quite a crowd over here, uh, people walking up and watching as well.
9: Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, as, as much as I think we're known out there, a lot of people still don't know what we do, you know. But uh, a lot of people are, are learning, and they're, uh, they're, they're catching on, and they're picking our card up and, and tuning in, you know. And, and you know, we, you, you probably saw on your, your Facebook groups, we, we kind of post a notice, you know, when we go to places on your Facebook group because you've got such an audience out there. And, uh, you know, we want you guys to do the same on our Facebook page.
1: Yeah, we've we've done that some, and yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, appreciate the the offer to do that. Uh, um, so, what do you guys got going? You, I think I heard you earlier mention maybe you got some new gear getting ready for uh, Hamvention.
9: Yeah, we've uh, we, we've got some new uh, ingenious uh, uh, five gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi equipment, and actually, what we do, we put a dedicated uh, a five gig link in between uh, our internet connection and our cart here, and in the fi- the uh, antennas here have like 13 gain each they're very directional it's a high power unit and with the five gigahertz we can we can usually maintain a very good connection uh, in, in in Dayton you can't you can't do a 2.4 gig internet connection it just a wi-fi connection it just doesn't work there you can't get more than about 10 feet away from your access point but so far not many people are on five gigs and we're we've been able to go two three hundred feet uh, in the previous years and with this new linking gear, we're hoping to extend it out to maybe 500 feet or 600 feet And we hope we'll be able to get into some of the other buildings, you know We're gonna have to maybe go through one wall, but uh, into the next buildings But we we think we'll be able to greatly extend our range And we're having a satellite uh, Internet installed again this year to uh, you know get us back to the to the web Okay, that's through exceed? Yeah, it'll be through exceed
1: Okay, well, it sounds like you're getting bigger and better every year.
9: Well, we try to be, you know, when we first started, it was very crude. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, you know, improved, you know, our microphones. We've added mixers and different things. And, you know, it's coming along pretty good over the years. And it's getting a lot better. Uh, it's, uh, It's a big job. And I know you guys, we were talking earlier, it's a big job. You need more than two people to do what you guys do or what we do.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty uh, time consuming. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but uh, we stopped by your booth when you guys were outside at the yeah. convention uh, uh, That's probably been what, maybe six years, six or seven years ago, Jimmy and I. Yeah,
9: yeah, it, it probably was.
1: Yeah, you come a long way since, yeah. and uh, your broadcast is really popular. Uh, doing a nice job it was,
9: on it. It was probably raining then. I don't know. It probably didn't. Uh, it,
1: it was dry. It was I, we were burning up. I wish it probably would have rained. It might have been better off.
9: Yeah. Well, but we we've had a good time there at uh, Hamvention. We we were outside for about thirty three years. We moved inside last year. We'll be inside, you know, from now on. I guess as long as I can come up here. So it's it's a lot nicer being inside than outside. Believe me.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, we won't we won't keep you. I know it's getting kind of late and everything. Uh, but I just want to stop by and say hi and see what was new with you.
9: Okay. Well, thanks very much, uh, Tommy and George, for coming by and uh, saying hello. And I uh, will see you up at. Up at uh, Dayton, I guess, would be probably next place we cross tracks. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.